as they were singing that song, it just came up in my heart. One of the things that Jesus said when there would be a lot of turbulence on the earth and at the end of, a, of an age, he said that men's hearts would fail them for fear. And there's so much that's happening right now in our nation. And if you yield to it, you could get very, very afraid. But we as believers, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. So right now, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over a spirit of fear that is trying to hound and trying to attach itself to your people. No, in the name of Jesus, all of those under the sound of my voice, you embrace the Rise up and begin to say, I resist you, fear. I resist you in the name of Jesus. I will not yield to a spirit of fear. And you know, fear begins a lot of times in our mind and in our thinking. So put your hand on your head if you need to and speak to those thoughts that are bombarding you right now and say, no, I'm not taking that thought. God's given me a sound mind. I will not be anxious and I will not be worried about the future. We don't know everything about the future. We don't know everything that the future holds, but I cling to this. I know who holds the future. And I know he's got me in the palm of his hand and it's going to be all right. Amen. Can I get an amen out there? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, for your precious spirit that's in our midst right now. We thank you, Lord, that you are encouraging all of our hearts through this wonderful worship and now through the word of God. And we give you glory in advance in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Well, I want to say all the things that are happening in our world today, none of it takes God by surprise. I know that he has people that have been on their prayer post and watchmen on the wall for a long time and we're watching over the events that are happening and he's giving divine utterance if you didn't tune in today like pastor said to prayer facebook encounter he was on there by himself today but man he had divine unction and he was it was so good a lot about praying in the spirit god is alerting his people and he has been raising up a prayer army and we're praying and things are changing i know for myself i think it was last week or or the week before i woke up one morning and this phrase was big in my heart and it was just this is there not a cause and that's what i'm going to preach to you tonight preach on that subject is there not a cause Well, I immediately began to ponder and to think, what does the word cause mean? Lots of times when a word comes to me, I I go to the Webster's Dictionary. I have an 1828 Webster's Dictionary in my uh, iPad. And a lot, lot of the definitions in there are connected to scriptures. So I went and I looked up, 
that word cause. And it literally says this. A cause is that which moves, excites, or impels to action, to an effect. A pressing, like in law, a pressing of a claim. The primary sense is to urge, to press, or to impel. Did, so did you get that? A cause is something which it moves a person. It impels a person to an action. And I knew that the Holy Spirit was not talking to me about a natural cause. He wasn't telling me that, you know, I needed to go get my, my banner or, or my poster and go join a protest. Now, if that's your thing, you know, go for it. There's many causes out there. There's political causes. There's social justice. And, and as American citizens, that's one of our rights and privilege of living here. We can exercise our amendment rights and we can go and protest and we can speak our mind. We can hook up with the cause, but it's never supposed to get violent. And it's not supposed to be at the expense of people's property being destroyed or a loss of life. And we can see throughout this year that there's been some a lot of unrest and that our nation is in trouble and it is extremely divided and our land needs to be healed. So what do we do as believers? When the Lord said that to me, is there not a cause? What is our cause as Christians? What is it that moves and excites and impels us to action? Well, for believers, we can accomplish much more on our knees crying out to God than we can at a protest rally. But thank God we can cause an effect. We can cause change through prayer. There is a cause. There's a cause to pray. And prayer is not the last resort. It is our first line of defense. Prayer is not a sign of weakness. It is a show of strength. Hallelujah. Let me read this scripture over in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 9. I'm reading out of the New King James. It says, O Zion, you bring good tidings. Get up into the high mountains. O Jerusalem, you who bring good tidings, lift up your voice with strength. Did you see that? Lift up your voice with strength. Lift it up. Be not afraid. Say to the cities of Judah, behold your God. Now I know this verse was literally written to the children of Israel. But there's so many types and shadows in the Old Testament. And we as the church, we are Zion. It's a type of the church. And we can take this verse and we can, li- we can say, I have something to say. I have something to pray. We can lift up our voice in strength. We can bring good news to the hurting. We can declare over the cities, Behold your God. We can speak 
the end from the beginning. We can say Jesus is Lord over Oakland. Jesus is Lord over Hayward. Hayward here, the word of the Lord. Jesus is your Lord. We speak blessing and we lift up our voice in strength and not in weakness. There is a cause to pray. There is a cause to speak and to declare the promises of God and the word of God. Some of the best prayers that you can pray, other than, you know, being led by the Spirit, praying in the Holy Spirit, find scriptures and pray the word of God. The book of Ephesians is full of wonderful prayers. Our spiritual father, Kenneth E. Hagin, he's been in heaven for many years now. But he was the one that brought this revelation to me. How we can take, like Ephesians chapter 1, beginning at verse 17 through 21, and we can personalize that, and we can make it a prayer. We're not going to look at that part tonight, but we are going to look at Ephesians chapter 3. And we'll begin at verse 14. Now, I'm going to read that out of the King James tonight because it has the word cause in it. And that's what we're talking about. Is there not a cause? So Ephesians chapter 3, beginning at verse 14. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. What a beautiful passage of Scripture, and what a beautiful prayer. We're not going to go through every single verse, but you'll notice the first one we read there, verse 14. For this cause. What do we do? We bow our knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. To bow is a sign of reverence and a sign of honor. Our Father, our Father, He's worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be worshipped. We should come into His presence with just an awe at how awesome He is and how He is to be honored. Our Father, He is greater than all. And tonight, in reference to praying, is there not a cause? We want to just talk about what is His cause. His cause is our greatest cause as Believers, What is his cause? Well, number one, his cause is this. He said, I'm not willing that any 
should perish. So if we want to pray the cause of Christ, we need to pray that people would receive this wonderful gift of salvation. And they would come into the same family that we are a part of. If you have a lost loved one, they're outside of the family of God or a friend, I encourage you to pray this prayer over their lives. Again, Dad Hagen tells, uh, he told the story that he had a brother who was out in the world not serving God, and he had prayed for him to receive Jesus for a number of years and no change. And then when he was reading here in the book of Ephesians and the Holy Spirit prompted him to make this a prayer over his own life, he saw such change, revelation knowledge like he had never seen in the word became alive unto him. And then he was prompted to pray this over his lost brother. And within a matter of weeks, his brother received the Lord. The greatest cause is that people's hearts would turn to Jesus. That they would be able to comprehend how much he loves them. And how much he has in store for them. Amen. That they would just know there's so much in here about the love of Christ. That they would be rooted and grounded in that love. He emphasized that. Over and over. So our greatest calling. Preach Jesus. Preach Jesus. Him crucified. Him risen. The fact that He is our Savior. He's our Redeemer. He's our Healer. He's a Restorer of broken relationships. Jesus is our everything. Jesus is all (coughs) that we need. And Jesus is the answer for the world. Amen? Hallelujah. I have to drink to that. (laughs) You know, I get excited and I was thinking, well, I got some scriptures here and I'm going to just teach a while. But you know, the anointing comes and the anointing is here. Hallelujah. Jesus is here. And Jesus is what the world needs today we have the answer for the problems in our world one word jesus is the answer all the protests and all of that stuff i don't know if that will ever change anything but when people's hearts are changed and they come into contact with the king of kings and the Lord of Lords, and they realize that they are accepted in the beloved, and he loves them with an everlasting love. People that once were at odds will be brothers and sisters because we're in the same family. Amen? Now, I found this scripture just yesterday, and I want to read this to you. It's Colossians chapter 4. And out of the Passion, that's what I saw yesterday. Colossians chapter 4, verse 5 and 6 from the Passion. Walk in the wisdom of God as you live before the unbelievers and make it your duty to make him known. Verse 6. Let every word that you speak be drenched. I love this. Be drenched with grace. 
and tempered with truth and clarity. For then you will be prepared. Now listen to this. To give a respectful answer to anyone who asks about your faith. Don't you love that? He's telling us here that we can walk in wisdom. We can live our lives so that others will see Jesus in us. Is there not a cause for the unbeliever to know that Jesus is real? And Jesus changes lives. And Jesus will change their lives. Then it went on to say, I thought this was interesting. Let your speech be drenched with grace. Tempered with truth and clarity. Let the words that we speak. And I'll just say it. I'll just be bold. And let the media post that we post. Let them be drenched with grace, seasoned with the wisdom of God and the love of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, the Bible says, Jesus said it, that they will know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. As believers, we are not doormats and we know our authority and we don't sit, lay down and pet the devil and let him run all over us. I'm not talking about that. But this is talking about how we treat each other and how we treat even people that are outside of the family of God. If our words and our actions are drenched with grace and full of wisdom and respect, for people, then you know what they're going to do? They're going to say, take me to your leader. You've got something I don't have, and I need it in my life. Well, that's a little extra, and it won't cost you any extra. You already gave. If you want to give again, go right ahead. Hallelujah. But I know that the church is saying, amen. So be it. Let the word speak for itself. You know, I heard this saying all the time when I was growing up. My parents used to say it to us over and over. Our lives are the only Bible some people will ever read. And this came up in my heart today. So let's give them a good read. Our lives are the only Bible some people will ever read. So let's give them a good read. Let's let them see the goodness of God. Is there not a cause to preach the gospel, to preach Jesus, to speak and to pray the promises? I think everybody would now say, amen. Yes, there is a cause. And once people are born again, that's not the end of it. Was it the end of your spiritual journey when you received Jesus? No, we need to mature. We need to grow up in the things of God. Another beautiful scripture that you can even pray this over yourself is in Colossians chapter 1, verse 9 through 11. Again, I want to read it out of the King James because it has the word cause in there. For this cause, we also, since the day that we heard it, do not cease to pray for you 
and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. See how you could pray that over yourself? That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with might according to his glorious power unto all patience and longsuffering and joyfulness. How about we center in on this? Strengthened, hallelujah, with all might. That word strengthen there, it comes from a family of words that we get duna, d- dunamis and dunamo and different ones, dunami. They all come from the root word of strengthen used here. And it means to make strong, to enable, to, and it usually carries the connotation of supernatural power. Aren't you thankful? That we don't have to be strong in our own physical strength, in our own might, in our own ability. We have help from on high. We have a supernatural helper and his name is a Holy Ghost. And he will strengthen us with a spirit, a power and of might. This strength we're talking about, it comes from our union with Christ. You know, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, it says, Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. It's that might that He gives to us. Amen? And then in that same verse in the Amplified, Ephesians six ten, in conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with Him. Draw your strength from Him. Hallelujah. We're empowered through our union with Him. You know that word empowered is kind of a buzzword right now. Everybody wants to be empowered. They want to be endorsed. They want to be Authorized, But folks, we have been empowered. We have been endorsed. And we have been authorized by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And His strength is on the inside of us. We just need to learn how to tap into it. And what's on the inside of us, it not only affects us, but it should be affecting people around us. Like I said earlier, we got the answer and his name is Jesus. And we need to show him to the world around us. Look at this scripture. This is, we'll go back to Colossians 1, 9, but I want to read it out of the passion. Since we have heard about you, we've kept you always in our prayers that you would receive the perfect knowledge of God's pleasure over your lives. Now listen to this phrase. Making you reservoirs of every kind of wisdom and spiritual understanding. What we have and who we have on the inside of us is not supposed to be just for me, myself, and I. He said, I have made you reservoirs. What is a reservoir? 
Well, it is a place where important things like water are stored up and able to be tapped into as there is a need. We've got the wisdom of God on the inside of us. We've got the love of God on the inside of us. And it needs to be shared. It needs to be released. It's awesome that we can have these things for ourselves. But it is better to share it. Share it with others. Let that be our goal this year. That we will be a reservoir of God's goodness. God's love. His grace. His mercy. His compassion. His healing. People are hurting. People are dying. People are disturbed and upset. But we've got a reservoir on the inside of us. Let's not keep it to ourselves. Let's let it flow out to those around us. Amen. There is a cause to stay full. Full of the power of God. Full of the wisdom of God. Full of the love of God. Dispensers of God's goodness and God's graciousness to those around us. Amen. Now, as we're fixing to close tonight, let me just recap a story of a young man in the Old Testament by the name of David. David, the Bible calls him a man after God's own heart. David knew God. And there's an account over in 1 Samuel chapter 17. And for sake of time, we're not going to read all of those passages of Scripture. But David's brothers, his older brothers, were in battle. And they were facing the Philistines. And their champion was Goliath. And Goliath was coming out every day. And he was taunting them. And he was saying, send somebody out. To fight me. Well, we know that Goliath was intimidated looking. He was a giant amongst giants. But one day, David's father said, Jesse, he said, I want you to go down to the battlefield and bring some goods, bring some food to your brothers, check on them, see how they're doing. So David, as he gets close to the camp of the Israelites, he can hear, he can hear Goliath. He's out there taunting them and he's yelling things at them. And as he gets closer, I know something was rising up on the inside of him. It had to be the spirit of faith. And one of the things that he said is, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And then in verse 29, I love this. We're talking about, is there not a cause? David said, What have I done now? Is there not a cause? So between verse 26 and verse 29, his brothers were trying to talk him out of it. Saul was trying to talk him out of it. You can't face this giant. But David said, is there not a cause? And then down in verse 32, he said, let no man's heart fail him we talked about that in the beginning the spirit of god prompted us to minister to people that were dealing with fear david saw this that same day he saw fear and he said don't let your hearts fail 
because of fear of this guy, your servant will go out and fight with this Philistine. And you know, Saul tried to talk him out of it. His brothers tried to talk him out of it. But this is David's response. In verse 37, David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And then Saul tried to give him his armor. And David said, you know, your armor won't work for me. I've never used your armor. He said, I got to take the weapons that I'm familiar with. I got to use the weapons of my warfare. I got to use those same weapons that took out the lion and took out the bear. The God that did that, he will do it again. And he will deliver this giant into my hand. We don't live by hearsay. He, we don't win wars by hearsay. We win with the weapons of our warfare. We have to know what God has given to us to fight our battles with. And you guys, you're a word people. We got to use the word. We got to use the name. We got to use the weapons that he has given to us. So we know what happened. David rose up. He spoke his faith. And he said, the same God that delivered the lion and the bear into my hand There is a cause, and he will deliver this giant into my hand as well. I'm going to ask Pastor Mark to come up, and we're going to spend some time in prayer. But as we're thinking about the things we're going to pray about, there are giants that are looming in our land. There might be some giants that you're facing in your life, a giant of sickness, a giant a financial lack. <clears throat> I like something that Mark Hankins said. He said, never run at your giant with your mouth closed. That's right. <laughs> David didn't. <clears throat> David did not. David ran at Goliath with his mouth open, praise yes, God. Yes, you yes. come to me with a sword and a yeah, spear. that's what he said. But I come to you in the name Amen. of the Lord of hosts. <laughs> David was covenant-minded. Yeah, that's good. And because he was covenant-minded, he released that with his words and he released it with his actions Mm -hmm. he didn't back down from the giant he moved toward the giant why because he knew that he had a covenant with god yes yes yes. that's so vital you know the word of god says that his covenant he will not break that's right neither will he ever alter or change the things that have come out of his mouth yeah think about that If God will not change the things that come out of his mouth, when we get in the word and we stand on the word, we also should never change holding fast to the confession of our faith. So we want to encourage you with that. There is a cause. Many of you are facing some serious battles. Mm. But, oh, thank God, you've got a covenant with God. Amen. So we want to just spend some time praying for sure and i know that there is a cause to lift up our voice in prayer there's a cause for us to preach the gospel amen Amen. but we're going to face and defeat the giants that come against us in our lives and the ones that are looming 
in this land. We know for sure coronavirus is a giant that's hovering over our nation, over the world. But in Jesus' name, we can cut off its head. Amen. That's right. And you don't fight a spiritual battle no. with carnal means Amen. or with natural means. We are spiritual beings. That's right. Created in the image and likeness of God. And He has placed down on the inside of us the authority that we can use. We have become speaking spirits to speak to mountains, to speak to those things which stand in our way. Yes, These weapons yes, yes. that we have, they're not carnal, but no, oh, thank God. They are mighty. They are mighty. Through God Amen. for the pulling down of strongholds. Amen. Hallelujah. You're going to lead us in prayer? You want me to start out? You go right ahead, sweetheart. <laughs> I just saw this here, and I do want to share this too as well, that the cause is greater than your comfort. I heard someone say that. The cause is greater than your comfort. It may not always be comfort comfortable to get on our face before God. It may not always be comfortable to witness to somebody, but the cause is greater than our comfort. Yes. And when we obey him and we obey those promptings in our spirit, on the other side of that obedience is major blessing. Hallelujah and breakthrough. So, Father, right now, yes. in the name of Jesus, Praise we here at Heart of the Bay and our family, our church family, yes. those watching and joining tonight, we just come into agreement. And, Lord, we know there is a cause. There is a cause for us to bow our hearts before you and to cry out on behalf of our nation. So, Lord, we join together and we cry out and we ask you for mercy, mercy, mercy over our nation. We ask you, Lord, that there would be a healing. There's been so much dissension, so much political stuff, so much divide. But, Lord, we are calling on you. We are honoring you. We are bowing before you. Oh, the most high God, the one. <laughs> Oh, the one that is the creator of all things. And we are asking you for divine intervention. We are asking you for mercy. We are asking you for restoration of this divide and this brokenness in our nation. Oh, there is a cause. There is a cause. You told us, Lord, that we should pray for those in authority, that we could lead a quiet and a peaceable life. And then you said, so that all men might be saved. So we speak to this turbulence in our nation. May it not hinder the preaching of the gospel, for that is the greatest cause ever, that the word of God would have free course. Oh, that your message, oh, that your word would go forth, that men and women sitting in darkness would be able to hear and see a great light. Oh, the cause of Ekasataha. Just go ahead and pray now. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Just let your voice, lift up your voice right where you're at, in your living room, in your bedroom. Just lift up your voice. Yes, oh, Matisse yes, Branda. Yes, yes. We mercy, pray mercy. the perfect will of God. We break his celebrinde. Elen Kongya Namanke to Shobra Kafayo. 
With your grace, surround all yes, of them with protection. Surround. We pray a hedge. We pray a hedge around them. We pray ke samatora madiste. We broko samatisea. Oh, we come against wicked spirits in high places. Yes. We come against those rulers of the darkness of this world. Yes. We come against those evil spirits that are devising and stirring up evil plans. We bind you, devil, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We take our place. We take our dominion right here in the Bay Area. And we say to Washington, D.C., let there be peace. Let there be peace in the name of Jesus. Oh, breki samada. Oh, breki shelebrende. Peace. Oh, and we say to all of those ruling spirits and those ones that are stirring stuff up, calm down. Calm down in Jesus' name. Ha 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 ha. Oh, makasita tata. An antichrist spirit. No, it's not your time. It is not your time, you antichrist spirit. It is not your time to kaikatipasata to take over our nation. No, not as long as we are here. Not as long as we are here. Oh, masipakatata. You gotta go. You gotta go. You gotta tone down. You gotta calm down. You gotta back down in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We declare Jesus Hallelujah. is Lord. I just Jesus heard this in my heart. The end is not yet. No, it isn't. The end is no, not yet. No. For God always saves the best for the very last. Yeah. He saves the best for the end. We're living in the end of the end times, but before we're taken out of this world, before you and I take yeah, our flight, right. oh, there's going to be such a absolute great outpouring of the glory of yeah, God, yeah, yeah. the manifest presence of God, and everywhere we go, there shall be signs. Everywhere we go, yes. there shall be wonders. Yep, yep, Yea, yep. the lame shall walk, the blind <laughs> shall see. Woo. Those that sit in gross darkness <laughs> shall come to the light. Yes. They shall come to the brightness of His light. And so we thank you, Lord. We yes, we, we, thank we you. take courage, Lord, <laughs> in the fact Woo. that you who have begun a good work in our church... 
You who have begun a good work in the glorious church. You who have begun a good work in the USA. You will perform it. You will complete it. It shall come to pass. Oh, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. Oh, we thank you for the glorious acts. The glorious wonders. Oh, Brikisa Mataya la Broko Moshe. Thank you for your immeasurable outpouring of your love and of your grace in the name of Jesus. Oh, praise God. Oh, Makista Matia. Darkness shall not overtake us, and darkness shall not overtake our nation. Darkness has never been able to overtake light. And as long as the church is here, our light is going to shine brighter than any darkness that tries to come upon the face of this earth and in our nation. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, we are the glorious church. We are the glorious church. And we are not going to go out of here with our light dim, dim, dim. No, ha, ha, ha. It's going to get brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. Hallelujah. And dispel the darkness and many many shall run many many shall come to the light of his rising in the church hallelujah <laughs> Woo, thank you lord hallelujah. thank you lord hallelujah hallelujah <laughs> this word just comes to me sweetheart stay focused stay Very focused good. amen if amen. you then be risen with christ <laughs> yes yes set yes. your affection <laughs> yeah. on things above <laughs> not on the things of this earth. For if we set our affection on the things on this earth and the things of this world, we will lose our focus. Uh, We will lose our focus on the most important things. Mm -hmm. The most important things are the higher things. The most important uh, uh. things are the high callings upon your life. Oh, so set your affection not on defeat, not on discouragement, but set your affection on the victory that is belongs to you. Set your affection on the authority that is on the inside. Yay, yay. Oh, look unto me. Remove your eyesight from that which was distract and keep your eyes upon me. For yea, there will be times where you don't know what to do. You don't know what to say. But if you'll keep your eyes on me, and if you will stay focused, all that the enemy has told you shall come to naught. Hallelujah. For I will remind you this night that you have been bought and paid for by my precious blood. You are my own, and my hand is upon you for good, says the Lord. Woo! <laughs> Stay focused. Stay focused. Yeah. Focused. Good. Focused on Thank the word. Thank you, Lord. Thank Thinking you, Lord, about, for encouraging dwelling us. On the word of the Lord. Thank Hallelujah. you, Lord, for encouraging oh, us. Hey, hey, hey. on the cause. The cause. The cause of Christ. The cause. Yeah. God has put and programmed a cause, yes. a purpose, a plan down on the inside of Every you. One of us. Now cultivate that. Uh-huh. Ha ha. 
Keep your eyes on what God has caused, <laughs> called you to do. Ooh, and you'll you, see a supernatural divine enablement carry you through and enable you to fulfill all the good things that are on the inside of you. <laughs> Glory. Hallelujah. Now, I think that we ought to end tonight, unless you have something else there about rejoicing. But this scripture I had come up in Psalms 34, 27. Let them shout for joy. Psalm 35. Is it 35? 35. Oh, okay. I thought it was 34, 27. I got it. Okay. That's why you can't find it. <laughs> Psalms 35, 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad. Now listen to this. Who do what? Who favor, favor my righteous, righteous cause. Hallelujah. And let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified. <laughs> Woo! Let the Lord be magnified. Listen to this. Y'all like this. Who has pleasure Amen. in the prosperity of his yes. servant. Woo! Yes. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. So we rejoice. Uh-huh. We shout we rejoice. joy. We favor your uh-huh. righteous cause. Do you favor his righteous cause? Then you ought to get happy right now. We're on the side of the Lord. We're on the winning team. Hallelujah. Woo! Amen. Let them shout for joy. Come on, praise the Lord. Right where you're at, right in your home, on the couch, Woo! wherever you are. Let's give the Lord a big shout. Glory to God. Glory. Glory to Glory. God. Glory to Glory. God. Our best days are ahead. <laughs> Woo. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. and amen. amen.